Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This to me is like the really fascinating material. We don't know what the answer is, but we're looking for patterns. I think we're looking at kind of a type of cosmic alchemy. The story Still, a lot of people don't know that this technology actually exists. The possibilities here are pretty mind-blowing. We can't just believe that it was the work of these lone, troubled individuals. And like a conspiracy theorist would look at that and say, well, they, the, the Illuminati or somebody planned this right now. And uh, we're here. We got live in studio guests. First time we've done this in Studio B. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're usually just uh, in here, me and you, man. Well, we're slowly getting Studio Studio A over here. Apparently, we have all the equipment. So, well, we got to some special guests, and uh, I'm happy to have these guys. These guys are actually a local band from around these parts in Nashville. They're in a local band. What is it? Uh, I think it's two fifths, right? Is it a five piece? Two eighths. Yeah. Two eighths. <laughs> yeah. About to about to be two thirds. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have somebody playing like the triangle or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, we're multi instrumentalists. You know, <laughs> jack of all trades. I'm playing the Gingling right now. Yeah. yeah. So we've got Dave and Nico from Future Unlimited. Hey, how's it going? Hello. This is Nico. Yeah, we're gonna. Play, this is David. Uh, probably play a couple of you guys' songs in the show. Um, now, how this came about was that uh, Nico and I actually worked together, and I've gone to see you guys. Actually, me and Seraphiel have gone to see you guys a couple of times. I think. Mm. Yeah, a couple of times that we've gone to see you guys. And uh, for the audience that's out there, tell us about your band. Like what the style is. You know, how you guys formed, all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, yeah. Future Unlimited started, I think, around uh, 2012. 
uh, it was me and uh, another guy, Sam. Uh, we he were started uh, in 2012 too. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, living. Uh, I think I came up. I was visiting from Florida. I was uh, scoring a, uh, a movie for a friend, and I ended up crashing on this kid's couch. And you know, we did a couple tracks together, and we ended up we ended up starting the band. Uh, I got some traction on blogs. Well, you guys hated each other at the beginning, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. some friction. There were like, yeah. I think there were like a upstairs and downstairs neighbor or something like that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was that was pre. Sorry, did pre. I bring up any? Uh... No, no, that's fine. I just I didn't know. People don't want to hear, you know, the entire thing. I just yeah. getting the quick. We want yeah. to know all the stuff. They want to know the drama. They want to know the yeah. Drama. Basically, yeah. 2012 started as a duo. Uh, you know, we were doing a lot of new wave, a lot of electronic, a lot of remix stuff, you know, um, got some tracks on a couple big blogs, you know, you know, made some waves, went and played South by, you know, nice. did the deal for a while. And then, uh, after that, we had a small hiatus. We had, uh, you know, a close, close friend passed and, you know, we just took a break for like three years i think yeah Yeah, people move across state lines and yeah we took a we took a we took a hard break and then uh you know i came back up into town from florida yeah from florida and uh you know i've known nico for a while and uh you know it's you know playing him demos and stuff i just been fucking around with music and and working on stuff and then he's like we gotta we gotta get this back we gotta get we gotta get it going again so I said, "All right, what the hell?" Well, yeah, and and, and it was <laughs> it, it wasn't even going to be Future Unlimited because we were playing in another group that I was doing um, with another buddy of mine, and you know, Dave's a phenomenal drummer, producer, and we were kind of working as a duo. The, the band I was doing before was called Silk and Suede, and then we had um, Dave come in and started filling out live drums, and that kind of ran its course. And then you know, we're we're back. You know, it's like you can never. Uh, you know, keep keep on that same path. You know, you're always kind of taking a little dip. You know, you have hills and valleys, but um, but yeah, it was basically like me and Dave, kind of like, well, we still want to do music. What are we gonna do? And he's actually doing kind of um, if if there's anyone out there that likes a lot of vaporwave or kind of kind of weird sample based electronic kind of funky goodness. I mean, he was doing a kind of solo thing called Strange Eons, and I think there's a there's still a band camp up for that yeah 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 it's and they, still there and they did a tape on uh contemporary tapes which i did the artwork for so we were collaborating on that and we were thinking about maybe doing that like kind of a more of like a sample based um kind of instrumental electronic thing as a duo and you know since we're on conspiracy conspiracy normal like i think we were thinking about kind of using kind of that sci-fi element of it i mean the, the you know, the group's called Strange Eons, so we're thinking about using a lot of, like, fog and kind of almost, like, you know, you look at, like, this weird, like, Soviet kind of, you know, and I know we've talked yeah, about that, yeah. like, um, you know. Space s- communist. <laughs> yeah, sp- we're going to do the whole space communist hat with, like, fog and, no, but we talked about, like, doing some weird Russian kind of. Cosmism there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Kind of like a, like Magic Fly. There's a band called Space. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, really kind of influential on Daft Punk. Have you seen that Space video? Magic so. Fly. So they're like, all wearing like they're all wearing like um, e- astronaut helmets. Yeah. And the guys just like yeah. rocking on the. Drums. Oh, I have yeah. seen that. Like, I have yeah. seen that in the acrylic drum set. And yeah. yeah. You got, yeah. Like, the, you got like the dancer <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. It's yeah. a great song. I yeah. mean, it's you know that album's really cool too. 
Uh, I had uh, I just discovered that only like about like a year or so ago. I'd never heard of that or anything. It's real funky. It's it's real. It's real uh, spacey sci-fi kind of out of this world dance music. It's also really sexual too. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. No, it's it's weird. You don't want to play it around your parents if cool. if any kids are listening out there. So. Sounds cool. <laughs> what are some of your uh, guys' other influences for the band? Oh, shit. I mean, I I like everything. Um, punk, new wave, psych, garage, soul, right jazz. I mean, shit. If there's accordion music out there that has soul <laughs> and it's got a it's got that vibe that I like, I'll fuck with it. <laughs> you know, get, get a little polka action going on, right? I mean, yeah. I, th- I think cameo is definitely up there as far. Yeah. As oh yeah, yeah. So, cameo like, for sure. Cameo never yeah. leaves uh, the mind uh, more than. Yeah, these days, it's, it's, it, man, it's inspired you a lot lately. I think. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, words to live by, Mister 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 Blackman. You know, is uh, I think the guy's name. Yeah, Larry. Larry Blackman. You always wear that uh, cod piece too. Oh, I got a cod piece it. on right now. <laughs> can't see it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, then we started talking. Uh, Nico and I to work. Talk about like you know. I asked him, well, what kind of stuff is your band? And he said, like, post-punk, kind of like, uh, you know, New Order kind of stuff like that. Joy Division, which I'm really it's into. Like Adam's favorite shit. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite. So, yeah, it's definitely rooted kind of in, like, 80s. But, like, like how Dave was saying, like, I guess when the band kind of started in the, what, 2012, you know, there was that kind of huge um, crossover, I guess, right? With, like, post-punk and kind of electronic, like, house dancey, and dance yeah. music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I think like a lot of English acts really work that really well in its favor. So, which that's cool to get like dance music back into rock and roll again. Like, yeah, it's always you know. It I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, you know. Yeah, but you know, like it seems like there's a lot of uh, there's so much like rock and roll with the I think like the sexual element uh, missing. You know what I mean? And like the dance and like funky shit in it. You know that. Yeah, yeah. we got to bring yeah. the cod piece back. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Saxon is coming to town next week. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way. Yeah, we'll be backstage. We're not we're not opening, but we'll we'll be back there hanging out with Saxon. You'll be back there hanging out with Saxon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, Maybe but like drinking some prune juice with them or something. <laughs> yeah. Some diuretics. Some diuretics. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, as as far as the uh, the music now, I think it's kind of it, it was a little bit more electronic heavy in the earlier days, and I think it's shifting to more of kind of like. More organic. Yeah. yeah, more organic, you know, more live instrumentation, <clears throat> like live drums, which the band always had, but um, I think a little less arpeggiated sense and um, just kind of more driving. It kind of has like an early U2 kind of boy era vibe right now. A little bit of NXS, some OMD, definitely Depeche Mode, Cure, um, and then I don't even know. Yeah, I definitely yeah. hear all that in it. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a little bit. And, and we're, we're, we're going to do a, a bunch of uh, string of singles up from now and I guess through the summer. Just to kind of explore that range, you know. Yeah. Cool. What's the uh, What's the new single called that Falling? you just put out? Yeah. 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 It's called Falling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent song. Yeah. I, I must say, um, I actually heard you guys play it live, and I was pretty impressed by it. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. And if you yeah, want, we can play it here, and we'll come back.
All right. So that so was it. The song. And the main reason we got you guys here is to talk about uh, what we talk about, which is conspiracy theory and paranormal. So freaky deaky. <laughs> so I will throw it out to who wants to take it. Let's talk paranormal first. Have you guys ever had any weird paranormal experiences? Ah, <sighs> I have. Okay. I have. Uh, I was traveling with a friend. Uh, he was a DJ. We were living in New York, and he got a tour uh, going all over Asia for like four months. And we were out in... I want to say it was Hong Kong, and it was Chinese Ghost Night. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're, we're staying at this five-star, five-diamond hotel. The promoter is, like, decked it out. We're playing at the, the Dragon Club, where, like, all the models. The USA basketball team was there. <laughs> My friend's getting paid to DJ, whatever. It's the first night we get in town. And we want to go out, you know, we go out and have drinks. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? There's like money and candles on everyone's doorstep, like all over the place. We're like, what the fuck is that? Uh-huh. You know? And so, you know, the gig isn't for another like two days. And we get, you know, we go back to the hotel. We, we had a whatever night. We drank some beers, got kind of fucking tipsy drunk, whatever. Let's just call it. We go back to the room. I'm exhausted. I'm lying in the bed, and he's on the computer in the little on the desk in in, in the room. Uh, you know, he's he's trying to Skype his girlfriend, and so the whole time on this trip, we decided we were going to be on the same page. So he wouldn't let me sleep if I if I wanted to sleep, and I wouldn't let him sleep. Right. But whatever. But he's you know so I, whatever. I'm I'm passing out on the bed, and I feel this thud, and I'm like, yo, man, I'm not fucking getting up. I'm not. Mm. I don't care. I'm not getting up. I'm not doing this. I'm like, whatever. You thought it was him. He's got headphones on. I'm lying down. I'm just talking to him with my eyes closed. I'm saying, yo, I'm not getting up. You know, he's on headphones, like, you know, rapping with his girl who's in New York. <laughs> right. And then finally, I feel another thud again. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and he goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're kicking the bed. What do you do? I'm not getting up. He's like, yo, I didn't kick the bed. And I was like, oh, shit. I swear to God, I felt someone kick the bed. And then he like, we both got really quiet. And it was really weird. Like, both of us, like, the, the our hairs just started standing up. And it just got really weird. And he like he he was like, "Yo, what the fuck!" Like he started yelling, and I'm like, "What are you yelling for?" I don't know if we freaked each other out, and then we fucking both bolted out of the fucking hotel room, right? Went downstairs and told the manager we needed a different room, and the manager was like, "Why?" <laughs> and then my boy was like, "Cause there was a rat, you know." And now here we are telling this guy there's a rat in the room. You know, the guy who booked the show is like Yakuza, whatever, like God knows, like connected, you know, and there's a rat in the hotel. Yeah, fucking right. You know, heads are going to roll <laughs> if there's a rat, especially over there, because you can eat off the fucking ground out there yeah, like clubs. Yeah, it's crazy. Right, right. So, yeah. And then I actually forgot about this story, but I just recently, you know, I was telling my mother, I was like, yeah, God, something follows me around. It's crazy. I feel like it. I can I can feel it. But to something this day. Something following me around? Yeah, to this day. But could, but From that 
incident from that incident because yeah. the next the next morning we were went and had breakfast with the promoter and the owner of the club and the owner of the hotel and he's like what I heard you had a problem with the room he's like how was the rat you know I heard you had a problem with the room and we were like oh yeah you know blah 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 and so we had no idea I was like what was you know what's up with the mo- what's what's with the money why do people put money he's like oh it's Chinese ghost night you know mm-hmm. is it hell money I, I guess. I don't know, but he's like, if you stay out past a certain hour, the spirits will follow you back to your house. Oh, shit. And it was it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, that's I mean, that's pretty much one of the only like I'd say real paranormal. Other than that, I I dated a girl whose grandfather died in the house, and I always thought she had a parrot because he would talk and say shit. The parrot would. No, there's no parrot. Her her grandfather died in the house and fucking. Oh, you would hear. Awesome. You would audibly hear. Wild. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, you have a parrot, you know? And she's like, no. So she's you like, well, oh, you just heard like some old man's voice. Like, this is like, my grandfather's like, where's he at? He's like, yeah. oh, he's dead. Yeah. She was totally. She was totally no, normal. That was in high him? school, but <laughs> she was totally cool with it. Oh, that's just my grandfather. No, he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's, ma- he's I'm making like, egg sandwiches. Oh hell no! Yeah, really. Wow. wow! Can he see what we're Damn. doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how, when when you say something followed you, like what, uh, like what feeling do you get that you think something followed? Well, you? It's like, I, it's like things happen, weird things. Happen, I'm trying or? to remember because this was 2000. This was 2004. We went over there. Yeah. And then like 2000, I don't even know, but like I just remember certain incidences, like just seeing shadows out of the corner of my eye. You know those little those little things those movements in your peripherals like a lot of that activity after that for months like it was like what the fuck is going on mm. you, you know into some kind of primordial <sighs> shit dude yeah I mean I mean I don't know I, I I consider myself pretty like you know I'm 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 with it you know when I see shit I see shit but sure. it's like and I'm I usually have a healthy dose of like skepticism but. Now more than ever, you know. Now more than ever, I'm like, oh shit, man, it's a fucking, there's a ghost in here. <laughs> I don't know, it's it's tough. My mother would say everybody's a fucking Indian nowadays. My mother's this old Catholic, you know. She's she's always trying to, you know. Everybody thinks they're an Indian. Drink this, drink that. Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Everyone's a fucking Indian now. <laughs> Try the holistic approach. Uh, yeah, I'm like, Mom, yeah. well, you know, can't trust all these doctors. Ah, what do you know, you know? <laughs> what about you, Nico? But, I don't know. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, there's been a couple instances recently. I mean, I've been living in, in the, the place that I've been at. It's like an apartment. Um, been there for about three years, you know, just kind of standard, standard apartment. You know, I've got a pool, weight room, fireplace, all that jazz. Uh Good to know. No, nothing, Fireplace. nothing creepy. I'm just saying, it's not like it's not like Good pre-war, like 1920. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not like some Ghostbuster shit. We're like, I live in a castle. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not gargoyles on the top floor. You know, we're in we're in Tennessee. So, Zool um, isn't yeah. in the refrigerator. I mean, Zool uh. is not just chilling on the second floor in Hermitage, <laughs> at, uh, wherever it is. But, anyways, yeah, no, it's like. But the weird thing is, you know, it's like. So I have a I have a son. He's six, and he's been over at the house. Obviously, I don't live with him, but he comes over and visits. And just over the years, he's always kind of said some random things. And you know, you're at that age where, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, three, four, and five, six. You know, like imaginary friends and this and stuff. And I know he has like a little imaginary friend. It's basically like his little brother and and all this stuff. But he's he's said some stuff 
just being, you know, in the middle of the day, like nothing like creepy, but and he's like, Daddy, who's that? You know, I'm just like, what do you mean? Mm. And he's seen <laughs> oh, stuff. Man. He's like, no, there's that, that, that person over there. I'm just like, what do you, it's like, oh, there's dude. no one here. And it's just like, you know, I mean, that's some like, yeah, it's some like stereotypical like horror movie stuff where you see it in the movies, but when you're like in it, the child knows. Yeah, when you're making mac and cheese, you're just like, ah, oh, no, it's cool. Here, eat your hot dogs and mac. And he's like, and then he's just like, kind of like, oh well, yeah, he just wanted to come in and say hi or something yeah. like real. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, and then the weirdest thing. So like, my father, he like he passed when I was real young. So there's a there's a photo in my room of um of of my dad and me. And it's probably about, um, I'm, I was probably younger than how my son is now. I was probably like maybe like three in the photo, but my dad was probably about my age because I had my son when um, the same age, the same age my dad had me. So like, um, so I always kind of thought that it, maybe it would be like a spirit of my father or something like that. And I've had like different family members kind of tell me stuff like that where he's like, oh, he's kind of with you and this and that. And my mom's like pretty spiritual on that end and stuff. So I mean, you know, I always I always try to like think about it. maybe it's like in a positive sense where it's like maybe it's like um, you know something to do with my father or grandmother or like someone that's kind of just watching over my you know just me and my son and stuff like that. Nothing like kind of like uh, real ominous or creepy yeah. or anything. Sounds like he wasn't creeped out. No, he wasn't. But it, yeah, yeah, I mean, his daddy was just like you know because when because you think it's imaginary friends like oh it's your imaginary friend. It's like no, I, no, this is someone new. You know, it's just like, he's kind of bigger. And I'm just like, all right. And the weirdest thing, too, though, and then to also, so that's kind of something that's like, you, you know, you also don't know if it's a child's imagination, but uh, recently I've had, um, you know, been seeing someone, she's been over there, and she's very, she's like an empath. So when I first met her, she's like, she's really into Reiki and like all this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And she's, you know, the first time, the first day I met her, she's like, I want to do Reiki session on you, blah, 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 blah. And um, she's met a couple of my friends and has just picked up on their like energies like immediately. And she's always telling me that she's like, well, I can see, you know, I can see people's auras and like energies is like basically I, f I forgot what the uh, the phrasing is, but basically we kind of see in static. So it's like you don't see like uh, God, I, I wish I, I wish I knew the term, but it's basically like you kind of see um, colors and aura. waves and auras an aura. and statics yeah. and stuff there's yeah. a specific phrasing of it but you know you, you know when think you first, that's part of reiki yeah when I you think, first meet yeah. someone you're kind of like okay you don't know if they're full of shit or if they're just like whatever but you know as you get to know them you can kind of tell yeah they're with it and i have a really good judge of character myself but like not in that extent uh, to that extent but she's like yeah i can just feel and sense your aura and this and that and she's picked up on all my friends like stuff with you i haven't even told you about when she first met dave uh -oh. She was like, I could just tell, and she like, like, dude, she pinned him down. She's like, there's this and this and this. I won't get all into it, but I was like, man, that's pretty crazy. And then it's just some other friends that she's met, and she's been like, I just kind of called it out. But she's been over at the, at the place, uh, at my place a lot lately, and she's like, do you feel that? Just kind of shit. We're just hanging out, you know, watching a movie, and she's like, there's, she's like, I don't mean to freak you out, but there's, there's people in the room with us right now. Hmm. So for her to get a secondary oh, validation, no way! Yeah. I can't do that shit. Yeah, well, Dave's probably. How are like, you gonna go take a shower after that? Yeah, how people... you gonna take a shit? <laughs> yeah, I mean you can run out of a shower, but God, you know, running off the toilet. Is you know, um, <laughs> that's the thing about. You know, I, I know the apartments that you're talking about, and yeah. they've been there for at least as long as I've lived in the area. Right. And you don't know how many people have how many people on. have lived there, or how many people passed on. Yeah, you I know, think about what, that all the time. What exactly could have happened in that apartment? The thing is, though, it doesn't necessarily really even have to be 
where people have died right. necessarily in the apartment. It could be just the fact that so many people have lived in a certain place for so long that there's like this imprint. Right. And that could be something that people that have that ability or whatever, they can pick up on. Sure. You know? Just kind of like, like tracers or something, like something like, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think, that, I think that's a big... That's a that's a big possibility. Well, yeah, when you've had someone like living and living, breathing, and doing their daily routines, and there's like dozens upon dozens. I mean, who knows? Yeah, hundreds maybe. You know, you never know. You you, you mentioned that about your son saying that kids saying weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is something that uh, we haven't talked too much about on the show. But uh, you guys got any thoughts on when kids say stuff that like might mean like there's like past lives involved and stuff like that? You guys ever heard? Anything I watched about a documentary that? called Bara Boy. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if the, 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 the boy uh, the Irish the boy the, who yeah, lived again the boy who is they renamed it maybe it was used originally called yeah. Bara Boy. I've seen that. It's on yeah. YouTube. You can check it out. It's called <clears throat> The Boy Who Lived Before. That's what it is. Yeah. The boy who lived before. The little little kid kept spouting off. Oh, I I, I miss my Bara my Bara home like on this island and a whole other family. Uh-huh. And they take him to the. He called the exact shit like down to the like the beach the house everything the car in the drive and they Sweet they baby. the parents were so distraught like do we entertain this idea and bring him or do we just like you know they get they went to specialists and doctors and all that and then the moment they brought the kid there because you know it was months where they're like should we do this should we not they bring the kid there and then all of a sudden the kid just it turn he turns off and he's just like he just stopped spouting off about it. Yeah. I think that's how it... Well, yeah, he got there. I mean, the, the, some of the stuff that he was saying, like, when they went to the house, like, just weird stuff. It was like, oh, I remember a blue truck and da-da-da-da-da, which isn't there anymore. But, like, at the time, like, maybe, you know, 10 or 15 years, something like that was um, in, the, in the past. Like, well, yeah, there used to be a guy that lived here had a blue truck and da-da-da-da-da. And yeah, it, it kind of gets... It kinda gets uh, it's kind of a little anticlimactic, but at the first, at the first onset... Because he's describing so much stuff to the T that it's weird, and for and for him to be at that age and to know the geography of the island, and it's a, such a remote island, and it's just like, and I guess it's also kind of eerie too because they're what they're Irish or something. Yeah. It's like, well, you never been to Bada. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I gotta take you to the Bada family. So it's like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> It's a little different. It's like it's some American show. There like, was, okay. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. You've never been to Nevada? <laughs> Makes it extra mystical, Shut too. Shut the fuck up and eat your cereals. <laughs> you to eat your porridge and like I don't it. even know if that's... Okay, that's probably... That's northern. I don't even know if that's... Whatever. We apologize to all our listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to all our uh, bar listeners. <laughs> yeah, boy who, lived for four, boy who Lived Before, you should check it out. And they also talk about a couple other little stories... I think in that documentary they were talking about because they go to a uh, paranormal psychologist that that specializes in um, I guess it's kind of like reincarnation or something. Yeah, I know who you're talking. <clears throat> but yeah. the the specialist I actually was, tried to get him on the show, but he couldn't yeah. do it because oh, well, he had a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. well, like past life regression. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But they were talking about he was talking about another specific case where the boy that was born he came back. He used to be his own grandfather. I am if you can wrap grandpa. your head around, yeah, but it's he was. So they were like, like he was like, you know, look, 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 looking at old photos, and he's like, oh, that's me. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, 
what do you mean that's your grandfather? He's like, no, that's me. And he's like talking about all the stuff that his grandfather did when his grandfather was a boy. Yeah. That this like six-year-old child just would have not ever known. Like, Keep him away from grandma. But can you yeah. imagine being your own <laughs> grandfather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him away from grandma. Oi, grandma. <laughs> he just, he's like patting his thigh. It's just like, <laughs> got a present for you. It's like, oh what? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> there was a... Uh, a word up. <laughs> there was a... There was this kid that uh, actually I, wrote, I read a book about uh, called Soul Survivor. And he... <clears throat> This kid's name was uh, James Leininger, and he said that he was basically like this World War II fighter pilot that died over Iwo Jima, mm. and actually went there to screw. They actually went there, and uh, he met people that uh, he had known, uh, family members of this deceased pilot. Wow. Uh, Early on, he described like the type of plane that they that the pilot flew in 1945. How, he, he was a young. He was younger. Yeah, he was like one. two or three years old when oh, it all wow. started. And I think it lasted till he was about six or seven. Right. But the thing is, is that eventually these things start to fade. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's weird is for me, like I, I remember, I have a strange memory. Like it's it's just bizarre. Um, oh, you've had that happen? Like you have, you feel like you had some stuff. To I, I had, uh, I have this memory of being like, like it's almost like I feel like it's like the aftermath of a battle, mm. and it's like the uh, I see like a guy like kind of the weird kind of little Napoleon or George Washington style tricorner hat, mm-hmm. you know, in the distance and like the sun's going down, and then like next memory I have, I'm about three years old, wow. you know. So that's so, your earliest memory. That yeah, you and I, I I can't explain it. I can't explain like what that means, what it is. Um, it's tried to have been explained away to me. Yeah, as something that maybe like well, War and Peace was on TV or something. Right. Like, <clears throat> you know, maybe you saw that. But I don't remember other things from television when I was a little Maybe you child, died in so. the, well, the Napoleonic Wars, man. That's a good way to die. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you were so. Napoleon. <laughs> I could have been Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, I, had a, I had a dream that I was Napoleon. Uh, that was the first thing. Well, I that's the other thing about all this um, reincarnation stuff is that normally people will say, like, oh, I was Cleopatra or I was Napoleon. Right. Someone super famous. Yeah, it's yeah. never like the person just, like, shoveled shit and died right. of the plague, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that's a common thing. The guy you're talking about, um, I can't think of his name that specializes in this, but he was actually kind of he learned his stuff from another doctor that went over to India, and he specialized in all these stories. And you know, in India, this is not something that's unusual. I mean, this right. is a commonplace thing. This is part of their belief system, and they. Uh, all the time have these things and he's i mean you know there's something to it when it's documented constantly of all these children they're having this and i had a friend actually post something that uh, she tagged me in where her her three-year-old child said something just really strange about something about like you know i was this and then i went here and then i was a baby you know it's something weird 
you know. Yeah, when you're that, when you're, especially when like you're that small, and it's just like you're saying, you're, it's kind of like because you don't, you're, you don't have that, uh, um, you haven't been influenced enough to be like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, you're not, when what, you're what two is, or three, you're not mean? like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna make up this elaborate story of how I lived before. It's just so it. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. Um, kids say the darndest things. I okay, we can't probably say that anymore, can we? <laughs> but they just get say the darndest. Thing. I don't think kids say much nowadays. They just yeah. stare at a phone. Yeah, they just stare at a phone. <laughs> kids text the darndest things. Kids text the darndest things. So yeah. I did. Man, there was a. You were kind of talking about the India thing. I was trying to think. Yeah. Oh man, if I can remember, there was this. Um, have you guys ever seen this thing online? It's about a. Uh, I want to say it's in India, but it's about like a big, um, giant like gateway to like hell, and it has like this giant dragon like protecting it, and there's like all these like four like four warnings about like not crossing the threshold. There's supposed to be some like vast treasure. I gotta I gotta figure out. It's somewhere like over in. Um, in, in one of those Asian countries like that, but let's call up Indiana Jones and go go get I it. Man. I've been watching Indiana Jones a lot recently. <clears throat> the the, uh, the Indian Gate to Hell. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. It's like something like that. I've never like, heard of that. That's interesting. Let me uh, let me see if I can pull something up and find it. <laughs> Dude, the last Google. what was it? I don't even know. Speaking of shit. Indiana Jones, I just watched this. Uh, what was it? YouTube with Richard Doland and Joseph A. Farrell. We've had Dolan on the show. Yeah. On this show? On Conspiranormal. Yeah. No way. I'm wanting to get yeah. He's Dude, that guy, yeah, I'm, I'm, that guy seems like, that guy seems legit. Because, I mean, <clears throat> he's, he's, yeah. really, he's really detail-oriented. It's crazy. Dude, yeah, he's he's wild, but he was, they were just, they were, I mean, the whole story between, like, you know, the Nazi bell and the UFOs and yeah. all this, and he's, like, telling you what's fact and what's just, you know, hearsay. It just blew my head. The whole like Area Fifty One in the Amazon, run by Lockheed and the Germans, like crazy yeah, shit. Feral, like, man, if you read one of his books, it'll just like take you down so many rabbit holes. Yeah, but it's, <clears throat> they're really hard to get through because it's so much shit packed. Like it's so much yeah. detail oriented. Yeah, it's yeah. I watched one of his lectures. I mean, because I'm always driving back and forth to Florida. Uh-huh. And here, and I don't even listen to music anymore. It's either coast to coast AM or it's like YouTube. And it's like stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me of when you brought up the Indiana Jones. I was like, man, that was, that was wild. Well, that's a good segue. Then, do you guys have a favorite uh, conspiracy genre? Or I like the UFO stuff, man. Yeah. I've I've been following that stuff for the last like eight years you know i've been fascinated with it since i was a kid you know i used to watch unsolved mysteries with my father and be like my god what what was that what do do you think and now it's just like you know it's it's so crazy now you know it's like you could be oh well now we know it's electromagnetic gravitics metamaterials you know blue shifting it's all this like you know, popular science. Yeah, <laughs> popular <laughs> science is now. It's all. It's like, oh well, yeah. Well, this Today's has come into fruition. Electromagnetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a particular like theory that you have of the UFO phenomenon? Oh, man, you know what? It's gotten so. Uh, it's gotten so like crowded out here. Like now, it's just so many people on this subject, and it's so like widely talked about. Like I, I don't even know anymore. That's the plan. Right? Like I like Dolan. I like Dolan. 
Yeah, like I don't know. He stuff. seems like he's got his head screwed on straight, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm uh, there's so many channels. Like now, I'm starting to question Gaia. I'm not sure about Gaia anymore. You know, it's just weird. It's just too. And those and these. Well, oh, I tell you who I don't like: the Wilcock guy and David the fucking, Wilcock. Yeah, the other yeah. guy, Corey Good. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like Mr. any. Martian oh well, yeah. Martian yeah. super soldier. Yep, goddamn unicorns up underneath the earth. Like what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like where are you? Where? Where? Why? Like you know? And then, <clears throat> but uh, I really like that. There's a YouTube channel, Mouthy Buddha. I've been watching a lot. He seems pretty, pretty cool. Just like you know, very healthy dose of skepticism yeah. and you know. I try to. It's because so much of it is just so corny. Are you, know? you a nuts and bolts guy? I mean, and you think it's like a physical? These are physical craft and physical, <clears throat> perhaps beings. I mean, I believe or? in I believe in back engineer craft, but I definitely believe like, you know, on some spiritual shit. It's probably yeah, yeah. you know both. I mean, it's both. I mean, it's got to be. You know, it's just some kind of connection <clears throat> between the two or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It was so funny. We were watching my girlfriend literally before I got here had Unsolved Mysteries on when I got out of the shower. And I was Best like, why are you song. watching this? You don't ever watch this shit. And it's like, Roswell. You know, <laughs> Roswell, <laughs> UFO. And then I'm like, it's showing like, you know, little pieces of tinfoil. They're like, we found a beam with writing oh, was, on it. That was you know? today. <laughs> then, then you're here now, man. Yeah. See, this is, it is know, really weird. Yeah. I was like, I even said, why are, you, why are you watching this? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Like okay, you guys have Robert Stack coming out as a, as a, as a special guest. <laughs> He's behind the, he the dryer back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I mean, my take is like I used to. I used to really heavily believe in in all the extraterrestrial ph- phenomenon, but I, I I really think over the years that it really switched to the whole kind of interdimensional travel, which kind of makes <clears> sense <throat> because. If we advance so much in the future to where we can create that technology to where we can jump, you know, maybe it's just future versions of ourselves or, or you know, or, or, or other or, you know, more advanced civilizations that, that already have that technology, which they're trying to reach us in a certain way. <clears throat> Obviously, that doesn't really explain a lot of like the craft sightings and stuff like that, but... um I kind of feel, and, and we're so saturated, like Dave was saying, we're so saturated with like the UFO phenomenon, the aliens. It's just like it's so out there, and it's been so ingrained. Like, I mean, you have so many people believing. You'll, you have more people believing in aliens and extraterrestrials than God almost at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, if you try to, yeah, be like, it is. Oh, yeah. it's it's an interdimensional. They're like, no, nah. you know. So it's kind of like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna feed this to the general populace, so they that's that's what they're gonna digest and be like, well, yeah, of course there's alien, you know. So then you're not going to be able to tell what's real. You can't tell any because it's 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 saturated. You know, <clears throat> like so how are you going to tell what's real and what's you know? And they can and and the stuff that is real, it, it's out. I'm, obviously, there's probably some stuff that's just truth, that's complete truth, but it's it's in the sea, and it's just like okay, of disinformation. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what's you know what what so what are you going to do? And I'm constantly looking. I'm constantly looking at the sky. I haven't seen anything yet. You know, <laughs> I haven't seen any, and I'm I'm literally when I do the when I do the 14 hour drive, I only drive at night to avoid traffic, and I'm constantly looking, yeah. and I haven't Run. seen, and I'll go out with my friends in Florida. We'll go out on the beach, <laughs> and we'll just sit out there all night and wait, because we had a buddy that supposedly saw a TR3B, you know, freaked out and all this shit in Florida, but I've never seen anything. Me and Adam, <clears throat> uh, UFO hunting in Florida. 
Yeah. Yeah, we just went down there. We uh we actually found one on the uh Pensacola Beach. <laughs> What's that? A Futuro home oh, that, yeah, we, yeah. that we saw. Uh, I thought you found like a crash the, UFO. The, 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 <laughs> like, like, yeah, we found one. Kind of well, like a... We, we had a Planet weird we had a weird synchronicity yeah it was like lodged into the ground yeah, smoke, like, smoking dead aliens around dead you know, I, I'll tell you, here here's a here's a funnier story here's this this is on the lighter side i was sitting at the bar in the boundary in uh in the village having having drinks with a buddy and i overheard this guy talking about the weirdest things that uber or lyft drivers have ever said to them yeah and I, you know, I, I was, you know, intrigued. So I'm, I'm listening. This guy's like, yeah, I got into a, I got into a cab or a Lyft. I can't remember. Uber, Lyft, whatever. He's like, the driver says to him, I know where there's a crashed UFO. Do you want to go see it? <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm listening, and the He's guy the telling the story, the guy telling the story was like, can you believe this guy? I was like, no, take me home. And then I just, my mind started spinning from there. I was like, oh, my God. I would have almost been like, yes. Dude, that's probably like the best tourist trap scheme that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville, riding my Uber, I will take you to the crowd. You're like, you're like five minutes that your fare is going to be like $8.95, and you end up going to like Pass Franklin. You're like a hundred dollars deep in Uber. Oh, There's a glowing the disc out in Franklin, up, man. Sorry, <laughs> it was here. <laughs> it was here. Hope you enjoyed your ride, Dag man. Nabbit. Well, we went to uh, we went down. We were in Destin, or actually Fort Walls and Beach, and uh, there's a this ufo shaped house like the like circular house that these people yeah own it's all it's right there on pensacola beach because we drove over there and uh we actually found out that the people that own it are in nashville they actually live here in nashville so no way weird, kind of weird yeah that, i was telling yeah. you about that yeah and uh we had also gone to a Gulf Breeze, which is hot was spot, a huge right? UFO hotspot back back in the eighties. Yeah, and a lot of people see a lot of people see stuff. But you know what's what's weird about that play? Well, really not weird, but what's interesting about it is that you know you've got all these Air Force bases all over the place, and we yeah. were staying right in the middle of the Air Force bases, and then you've got Pensacola, which is the Pensacola Navy. That's the that's where the Blue Angels and stuff are. Yeah, so there's air traffic everywhere, yeah. so it's like almost no surprise that you could have something that's out there. That might be like there might be flying some kind of weird craft or something like oh, that. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that for a yeah, second. I, I, I think with the UFO phenomenon, you kind of dealing with you're almost dealing with two different things. You're dealing with the craft, which you could say, yeah, a certain percentage of them are probably genuinely mysterious, and then a certain percentage of them might actually be ours, but we don't want people to know about it, so we're gonna keep the whole UFO thing going the whole ufo scheme going i mean like tom DeLong right now yeah and that's been quiet that got quiet it's been quiet for how many like six months now yeah they did that video they did the video unwrapping shit they don't show you anything and then it's been dead silence i've been waiting for that and he hasn't been as very much vocal since i don't know if you guys if you heard the joe rogan interview torn apart left and right sounded like he was on cocaine the entire time and um, but so all that stuff, I think that they're releasing now is just basically this whole militarization of space 
and yeah. they really want to push that and the whole um what is it the uh, skinwalker ranch stuff goes into that as well so they're really pushing that narrative that you know we're gonna now they're now they are coming to the whole interdimensional thing well, the second phenomenon, I think, is an alien abduction and the alien contact experience, which I think is something completely different. It just got yeah. thrown in with the air, with the aerial phenomenon as well. Yeah. So. Who's the Canadian guy that's friends with Dolan? Who's always talking about Tom DeLong? I can't remember his name. But he was he he was saying he's like they always pick the CIA they or whatever NSA or whatever mm-hmm. they always pick these guys that have the the ego thing going on where they like oh, right. right so it's like right. you know Tom DeLong has got the ego thing who else uh, the Stephen Greer something's not right something's a little askew with Stephen him. Greer when you talk about like uh, David Wilcox and like the there, there's a uh, and Gaia who's yeah good there is a whole very much of a cultic atmosphere to those guys like Stephen Greer man the one thing I don't get about Stephen Greer and his organization and what they do is that they will talk about like you know these are the nuts and bolts spacecraft the space yeah. brothers are coming they want to give us all this technology and yeah. all this stuff but we can go somehow we can all go out and sing kubaya out in yeah. in the field and we can manifest these things yeah but they don't think that maybe they actually might be actually manifesting them yeah but that's but you know so there's a whole he's very much like he's almost like a cult leader to me Steve yeah Greer. he like, does he's, he's some, got that thing like going he, on he was at some conference and he locked a bunch of people in so they could hear like the, the he wouldn't let them leave while he was speaking yes oh my god <laughs> that's what he actually yeah that, that, that's what i want to be when i grow up <laughs> just have enough people's attention where i'm like Yo, i'm gonna lock y'all in <laughs> Y'all are gonna hang out with me. For well, it's a good way to meet women too. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah. But, in the eighties. <laughs> you can't lock women up anymore. Yeah. Over thirty seconds. Over joke. thirty seconds in this kidnapping impression. <laughs> yeah. Come. Can I, but, can I take you to my house and lock you in? I gotta talk some conspiracy shit. But the whole thing about um all this push that's going on right now, they really are. I think I've used using somebody like Tom DeLong. Yeah, be like kind of a oh, public absolutely. face. I also like the concept of the whole Hollywood decoded thing, like okay. you know, Abyss, that movie. That that to me that that there's that hits the nail on the head right there. I, I mean, I mean, half of these things got to be coming from the ocean, you know? Yeah. See, I could buy that. I think I could buy that a little more than like an extraterrestrial. And then wh- I forget what I was watching. Something about you know uh, what what is it? Close Encounters. Richard Dreyfus, yeah. and then how? Uh, who directed that? Was it Spiel- Spielberg? Yeah, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg was like was was there at a, at a at a at a military base apparently, and like was like using references for the movie and like crazy shit. Same, oh yeah, there's a lot of yeah, like there's crates that go stuff, by yeah. in the movie that are like like it's the same it's the same logo from the actual company that you know that were contracted to do like move like. Precious materials and is, shit. It's crazy. The, what is the rock? Is it Devil's Peak or what is it? It's uh, Devil's Tower. Devil's yeah. Tower. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll segue into one of my favorite conspiracy theories about Devil's Tower being a gigantic tree that's fucking like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard miles that. Miles high. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Where it goes out into the atmosphere and it just has a canopy that's, uh, I don't know. It's like of Tree of Life type have shit. Have you guys heard yeah. of that? Yeah. I have soon. heard of that, I actually. That. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Are these like giant like rock plateaus or like actually just chopped down trees that yeah. petrified? Yeah. <laughs> well, they say it's the core of like a, I guess like, like the core of a massive volcano was what it used to be. But it's a weird looking Before thing. Before it was a tree? Before it was a tree, yeah. <laughs> After this volcano stopped being a volcano, it turned into a tree. They, a uh, they definitely, like I was saying, they definitely have used people in the past. I don't know if you're familiar with the Paul Benowitz story, who he was. Um, I have, I have to be. I mean, I've watched so much. That was kind stuff. of the start of... Well, Benowitz was this... He was like a millionaire, I think. He lived out in Albuquerque. And he was over there on White Sands, I think somewhere, I think it's White Sands, the Air Force Base. And he would see all these weird lights and stuff in the sky. And a lot of people have speculated now what that was, was they were actually testing drones. And he got... When was this? Early 80s, like 1980, 81. Hmm. And he got involved with this Air Force officer who was an intelligence officer named Richard Doty and Doty basically just fucked with him essentially I mean he just yeah. mind fucked him you know he told him all everything everything that he wanted to everything <laughs> he wanted to hear what you're seeing are alien spacecraft uh, we know they're alien spacecraft and it was just all this just a way to just obscure what was really going on right. so that he so that the soviets or whoever didn't know that we were working on some kind of some kind of drone technology <laughs> and there's a book about it called project beta which our good friend greg bishop wrote about it so a lot of people have speculated that tom DeLong is just kind of like another paul benowitz yeah, yeah, I can kind see of that. A willing oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't really researched the whole Tom DeLonge thing. I think you told me about it, and I was like, I mean, he's just he's oh, he's he's a he's, he's a, he's a kid what? that writes. Yeah. You know, he he's he comes from Blink One Eighty Two. Great, he writes. You know, butt dick and fart joke songs, and then <laughs> now he's going to do some pseudo post punk band called Angels and Airwaves. And he's going to do. Yeah. And now, and and, and I mean, I get it. He's been into aliens and the whole thing, you know, but. I mean, yeah, the team he's 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 running with is legit, and that's why everyone's like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, you know, a lot of them are intelligence yeah. guys, though. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? They're is going all on? like, most of them are are, are former CIA. Yeah, and what, it's you know. wild. But don't it's, you feel that there's like a, there's an element of disinformation with that? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's absolutely like, oh, what it is. Probably yeah, the whole course. thing. Like, is. You have all these like credible people, and you're like, oh. Well, that's what they're saying. It's like, oh, these guys left the CIA to do this. They didn't leave. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, exactly. they didn't leave the CIA. Another, yeah, exactly. Right. right. Once you're in there, you're like, that's it. And how are you gonna know? You know, you're like, like watching a <clears> video on YouTube. It's like I formerly was in the CIA. Like, are you really yeah. like researching like all the credentials and like? Like when he retired, and yeah, all this. and then what? Then they're gonna what? Make books? and it's the CIA, so but I'm not now. Like, yeah, he retired. <laughs> well, we got Tom DeLonge here. He's gonna make rock and roll books about UFOs. We're gonna spell, sell them at Spencer Gifts. <laughs> one of our one right of next our to guests, the boob controller. Yeah, one of our guests, Walter Bosley. Uh, he told us that you know he he used to be in Air Force intelligence, and he told us that 
you know, people that are in the CIA or any kind of intelligence, a lot of them will get out of that and they'll just become independent contractors. And then they're essentially still working for the CIA, but yet they're not. So they're in this yeah. kind of weird limbo. Yeah. And uh, was the, the, the public face now of To The Stars Academy, which looks like tits and ass, yeah. when you look at the acronyms, <laughs> uh, is Louise Elizondo, who is yeah. about as former CIA as you can get. So they're really pushing this narrative. Are you guys familiar with the Skinwalker Ranch stuff? I watched the documentary. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, we yeah. I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, we have tried to get Jeremy Corbell on the show. We never get a response back. <clears throat> I like the 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 Lazar. That was great. It was good. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, I didn't expect to see like spooky shit and like you know monsters yeah. running around, but it just seemed just kind of like Ugh. where's it at? I fell asleep. Utah. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> It was interesting because the um, uh, what was interesting about it was actually seeing all of George Knapp stuff that he filmed. Yeah, actually getting to see that. A lot of the other stuff that Corbell filmed, and not that Corbell's a bad filmmaker because he's a, he's decent at what he does, but just nothing was going on. It's just or like, just melodramatic. Yeah, it was just people that were in the area that you know had seen weird stuff in the sky. But what was more revealing to me. Was that very end part where they talked to the new owner and Robert Bigelow had actually bought the ranch and that's when he brought that whole team on there to investigate it and yeah. you know, see the uh the portal opening up in the sky and all this kind of crap. And so Bigelow sold it and then you got this guy and they got them all did you see this part where he's all covered up and like they got the voice modulator yeah. on him and all that shit? And he says, "Well, I I really just can't tell you what we're gonna do with it. This is but this is the most amazing thing that's oh, ever yeah. going to happen. It's going to change humankind." Yeah, of course it will. Well, if you do a little, if you did a little, if you do a little investigating, and I actually went followed some of the links from the from the Wikipedia page. It basically looks like this company that bought this essentially kind of want to turn this into like some kind of like elite retreat for the rich to go and have some weird paranormal experience. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. Can they can they do that for the poor? <laughs> You know? Yeah, like a, it's like an elite retreat for the poor. Well, remember they had the they had the, what that singer. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. The English, the British singer. Oh, Robbie. I'm yeah. like, why yeah. the... F- yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm yeah. watching this yeah. documentary on paranormal shit. All of a sudden, motherfucking Robbie Williams shows yeah. up. What, what, yeah. What's, <laughs> what does he have to do with anything? Yeah. yeah. Robbie Williams. He's what a, was his head song? He's an alien guy? What was his head I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know anything about the guy. <laughs> All of a sudden, Robbie Williams is rolling up on yeah. the scene to, yeah. to check out poltergeists and UFOs. Right. <laughs> right. So oh, I mean, man. he's got to have some kind of connection to it as well. So I think that's really what they're what they're pushing is like, come have a weird experience at the Skinwalker oh, Ranch. Of course. And my only problem, this is the skeptical side of me. Are you sure that's not a brothel, Skinwalker Ranch? <laughs> Maybe they're going to build one, but it's in Utah, Skinwalker Ranch. So it yeah. might be hard. I don't know. <laughs> but they need to move it to Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Or legalized prostitution, yeah. but yeah. yeah. My my big problem with it, um, one of the problems I had with that documentary was where they well the the material anyway and when 
I read the book Hunt for the Skinwalker. It's a good book. But now when I think about like they're talking about like, yeah, we saw the portal open up in the sky and this creature stepped out and you could see another sun in the in the it was daylight at the other end of the portal. And the only thing you see in the movie is just another guy telling about what somebody else told him. Right? Yeah. Like where's the proof? If it yeah. is if it does turn into some kind of thing like that, like you were saying, yeah. like a paranormal theme park, I mean, think about the incentives to like make shit happen, right? It'd be like like how spiritualism was back in the day and they'd like yeah. right. have little you know, maybe they'll have like hologram projectors of shit and like you know, because you don't want people to like spend tens of thousands of dollars and go away without any kind of. I didn't see experience. a damn thing. Right? Maybe it's that's a test yeah. for the. What, what, what were we talking about? Uh, that's like Bluebeam, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some shit like that where they That'd could be a just good experiment. little test where yeah. you're like, oh, we'll, we'll do it as like a, a tourist attraction. We'll see if it works before we try. Yeah. You know, like a big uh, mass thing. Uh huh. Cool. Or get all these people to believe in the shit, and then they believe in it, and you can. Maybe the yeah. more utility that, like that's that. one of my hologram favorite. of Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's one of my favorite. Like, I it's, it's been a minute since I've really been brushed up on stuff, but I always thought that was pretty fascinating just yeah. because it, it, it makes sense, you know, I how mean, much utility it has. Like, holy shit, if you can make someone think oh, they dude. see something like that, that's yeah. I mean, and, and it, you, the, the, in today's society, you don't really think the technology is that really far fetched. I mean, Mm-mm. to be honest, um, not at all. But yeah, I mean, I think about that too. I mean, like, um, you know, I'm a believer in Christ or whatever. So it's like sometimes, you know, like, because you're, you're raised like Christian or whatever. So you're always talking about like the second coming and all this stuff. That you're going to hear a loud horn that no one else can hear. It's going to be in the sky. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie? Gonna, everyone's going to disappear. Did so you ever like, see Red State? No. Yeah. yeah well, no. That's, there's seen Red that. Dawn. There's, there's some part right. of that, yeah. <laughs> But it's like stuff like that. So it's like sometimes, you know, even, you know, and I, don't, I haven't been to church in years, but, you know, it's just like it's kind of stuff like that kind of sticks with you because it's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're a kid, you're just like, okay. But sometimes like when you hear like weird like sirens or, you know, you know, and then there's also that phenomenon where there's these weird ominous noises like in the atmosphere. Have y'all seen stuff mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, the mystery bangs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So sometimes you think about that, it's like, oh, and it's always, it always feels like it's some like Sanford and some shit, you know, where it's like. <laughs> This is it. This is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here we go. This is the rapture, baby. We going up, you know? And then you're yeah, just like, uh, Beamed up. No, it's just like a fake-ass tornado alarm. It's just blue, just blue beam Jesus. It's just blue beam Jesus. Just oh, that's a good name for... Ow. There you guys go. Sorry, another side project. Blue beam, blue beam oh, Jesus. <laughs> Toasty. Just, you'll do all your cameo covers. Oh, yeah. Dude, if they can be, if there can be a cameo projection project, oh name, I will be fucking right there, and I will believe it. Dude, just like cameo come down in the cod piece. Oh my god! All right, and we're gonna, all, and everyone's gonna sing candy and just dance, just like candy. Yeah, and he's gonna just throw, he's gonna throw a holographic candy from the sky. Oh. Can we start that conspiracy theory, please? <laughs> Sorry, me and Adam have been going on this like shit for like the past. Yeah, he, like, he, war- he warned me. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> He's it, like, we're it, gonna have a to play cameo theme, at first. Like, so I, was like, <laughs> I, 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 know, I talk man. about cameo like about three times a week now. <laughs> they're, they're really fucking good. And band, word dude. up and and word up and candy coming in my head now at least. At you gotta check candy. out the album. You gotta check out the album cuts. <laughs> have man. you seen the video? Uh-uh. Dude, you've got okay for all the listeners. You have to watch. 
I mean, it's a huge 80s song, whatever. But I've never, ever seen the video. And I'm like a super like 80s music, like nerd, uh, you know, synth, R&B, all that kind of stuff. But watch the video for Candy, and it's just like complete like it's worth like beavis and butthead like mystery science it, it needs to be like parodied and just talked about to the nth degree because it's amazing it's absolutely and you, you will not regret it watching it you gotta check out those cameo album cuts man and the 70s stuff too is good before they got you know super 80s with the big drums and oh, shit yeah. they're just uh-huh. like a straight up like good r&b group in the 70s Dave, Dave's, a, Dave's a big electronic drummer guy too yeah. You guys need some more of those gated snares, man. Those cameo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You guys got any thoughts about uh, secret society conspiracy theories? Uh, nah. Never got into it, really. Secret Society? Oh, like that. I pick one. I pick one, you know. I pick one and follow it. (laughs) Pick one. One. One that you can do, okay? Too many video games. I got a job in a band, dude. Yeah, well, Bohemian Grove, Freemasons, Illuminati, anything, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, there's Alex Jones type stuff, you know. Uh... No, Who I, I do I watch? I definitely Turn the Frogs. I gay. watched a lot of Jordan Maxwell back in the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you <laughs> got kind of kind of burned out on it. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as much as I could, and then I was just like, all right, show me a. F- Isn't that like 13 Bloodlines Illuminati stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah. think so. I think it's time to. Uh, I think we should drop some. Should drop and tell them about King Kill 33. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, drop some downer oh. on them. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, huh? too much, man. Too much. Too much, man. Like a Call of Duty name. What is it? A fucking username? King Kill 33. Probably, it probably is already. Yeah. Well, it's this whole... I'll, I'll briefly talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you do it, Adam. It's this, it's, this, uh, it's this conspiracy theory that uh, this guy named James Shelby Downard came up with. And we've been studying a lot about this guy lately. When did this come out? Uh, when was it? Seventies. It first came out late seventies, and then re- was really underground, and then reappeared in nineteen eighty nine. And yeah, a, a book called Apocalypse Culture. You ever seen that? Mm. By Feral House is like Feral House's first book. Mm. Um, it was really big and like alternative and industrial culture and stuff in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, but that's that's where it really got popular, like in the last few decades. So, his theory was basically that you have this line of latitude, you draw a line, and of the basically around like the the 33rd degree latitude. Mm. So, he said that like um, JFK assassination was the killing of the king, Um, you had the Trinity test site, all these different areas. They called it like mystical toponymy. Mm. And. Yeah, his surveils bring that over. The yeah, there's uh, it's some cra- it's some uh, it's some interesting crazy stuff. I mean, it, it pulls in just about every kind of like conspiracy, weird conspiracy theory that you could possibly think of. And it, I've uh, we're we've been getting into it a lot lately. Too it's much. James Shelby yeah. Howard is that what it is? Down, Downer. 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 Yeah. Downer. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I mean, yeah, I've, I see a lot of this stuff online about, like, you know, numbers and all, you know, the whole... He's basically, like, the father of that whole yeah. thing called synchromysticism, pretty much. Yeah. And wasn't Tesla obsessed with that? Like, certain numbers? And he would, he like, circle a building before he go into it three times and, like, all that kind of stuff? I've never heard that, I've but that's heard. interesting. Yeah, that yeah, like Tesla been. was really into yeah. certain numbers. Are you talking about, like, kind of, like, the, the Masonic stuff? Masonic, yeah. Yeah, there's a really great... Uh, one of my favorite, um, when we're talking about kind of this stuff, one of my favorites that I've seen on YouTube is, um, I think it's called Hidden in Plain Sight. Have you guys ever checked this out? Yeah. It's really good because it just talks about the, um, just all the different Freemason temples in D.C. and just how oh, like yeah. certain causeways and, and intersections just like line up to like, you know, the sides of like pyramids at Giza, Stonehenge sites, mm-hmm. just, you know, mystical sites like around the world and it's crazy just to think that they, you know, that, you know, like, what are the Masonic temples there? You know, what is it, the th- 33rd, the 33 numbers, like the, the sacred number? Well, that's, Masonic, the hi- that's the highest number. That's the highest. Well, it's supposed to be the highest degree right. of Freemasonry, yeah, right now. And the weirdest thing is my grandfather's a Mason, and then so is my, um, uh, I guess my stepdad, like, he's a Mason as well. I don't know what their degrees are. There's so much stuff. I mean, they're just so such straight-laced guys. You know, there's so much stuff that it's just like. But also, I remember growing up. You know, my grandfather's in the military, retired drill sergeant. He's like a mason. And even when I was a kid, I was like, "What's a what's a mason?" You know, I asked him about the symbol because he has a Masonic Bible. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember being in church yep. with him with that. And I would always ask him. I was like, "What is that? What's that symbol?" And he had the Masonic ring and stuff. He's like, "Oh, it's mason." And I was like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Well, you got to be a mason to know." You know, <laughs> so even at a young kid, like, okay, you know, I never really got it, but you know, I know, you know, it's a lot of building, carpentry, and and stuff like that. But the sacred geometry stuff is really fascinating. That's like one of the, the stuff that I like. I really gravitate towards because if you ever been to DC, it's just you know, it's a diamond. It's a, yeah. cluster, it's a cl- complete clusterfuck to drive through, but it makes sense because they, they had everything in mind. Because as a city, it just doesn't make sense that it's like laid out this way. Because even, you know, playing in punk bands and touring back in the day, it's like, you know, using the old GPS, which is terrible. It's like, take a slight left. You know, they always had the English uh, the English narrator for your GPS. <laughs> take a slight left onto Alexander Jackson Parkway, whatever it would be, you know. And then there's like, in D.C., there's like four slight lefts that you can take. And you're like, and it looks yeah. like a spider, it looks like Spider-Man's suit. It's all trying to drive through, but it's all planned out in the fact that it's like, oh, we got to line this up for something that's eighteen hundred miles away. You know? If you go to the capital and you take the tour there, um, you find out the reason why they built DC the way it is. Okay, so the capital is the center of DC, mm-hmm. and the original idea was for was. You tripping out on that? <laughs> yeah, because I watched a yeah. Sorry, but I, I yeah. This is this yeah. I watched a video in this. Did you the whole uh, well this and Alistair Crowley and all this whole uh-huh. and it's a whole different animal from what a lot of people are saying. Like the whole like 
Stephen Greer, that, oh, the aliens are there are beings, our brother. And then that this story, the whole Aleister Crowley, that that whole thing. It's about Lamb. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Alan it's Alan a Parsons very demonic yeah. take on like, yeah. Well, that brings the interdimensional. Jack Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta fuck the with de- this. The, de- yeah. the, the demonic aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, see, well, that, that's something that I struggle with too, because like, uh, like I was saying, like, I, you know, I grew up with like, like faith-based, like you know, Southern Baptist type stuff. And then the whole like angels and demons stuff, and especially like Aleister Crowley. Like you know, one of my favorite horror movies is Rosemary's Baby because it. Uh-huh. And the reason why I love that so much was it's so it's so believable. Like you watch Rosemary's Baby and it just gives you those hairs. So it's like, it's yeah. it's very believable, and especially if you. So that's and that's also where we're like I didn't really get a chance to segue into that, but we're talking about so the extraterrestrial thing going to interdimensional, and then it, maybe it's not even interdimensional, but maybe it's like a spiritual thing where it is like the whole angel demon thing. Maybe the whole angel demon thing is an interdimensional thing, so you kind of get into this weird kind of realm well, where you're trying to figure it out. Um, but it kind of makes sense if you want to go like a straight. If you want to take all the, a lot of this conspiracy stuff and, and put it into like a faith based kind of spiritual context, it kind of makes a lot of sense in the fact of the angel and demons, like Aleister Crowley, like the light and the dark side, because. You know, one of the scariest things is if a lot of people don't believe in this, there are people out there that wholeheartedly believe. Yeah, absolutely. The, absolutely. The, the dark side, you know. What I'm absolutely. Saying? Yeah, I mean that's that's one that's something to keep in mind when you're dealing with this is that it it may sound absolutely ridiculous, but the thing is that there are people that actually believe it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you believe. Right. It's yeah. you know people are acting on their beliefs and. What it's interesting you bring uh, Crowley into this. I knew he'd probably eventually come into the. He usually does. All. He, he usually does. Yeah. And lately, it's the first time in a while. But he actually he had this whole working that he was doing in the Great Pyramid. I think in like the 1890s, but, and he conjured up this spirit or something that he called lamb oh, yeah and lamb was supposed to right lamb was supposed to be this yeah. sketch by the way yeah lamb was supposed to be this like ascended master but if you look at the picture looks like it looks he looks like a gray alien and it's super yep. creepy though so yep. weird yep yeah that's what the book of the law came out of yep that's it yeah it was a dictation from from lamb i think right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that that that's that's the kind of thing that I've always kind of like leaned to. I think I think that's where I'm at now, where I kind of believe in like because it it kind of ties everything together: the extraterrestrial, the paranormal, the interdimensional, the spiritual side of things. I mean, technology, man, but you know, also, cameo. Yeah, cameo and this codpiece flying above the United States of America. Oh, what was the other one? What love. about uh? I'm just looking at this this cover, the CERN. And the uh, people yeah, saying that it's like, uh, like tearing holes and blending different realities together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like where the you remember, where you remember stuff. other, other like, other things. Like, what was the one? Somebody was telling me about the one, Ed McMahon and the Ed McMahon and the oh my, Publishers Clearinghouse. Do you remember that from the eighties? Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently there's like. Apparently, if you try to look it up, it didn't exist. It doesn't exist. What? I've uh, never heard this. You might have to double check well, he, this. He yeah. wasn't with the publisher's clearing. I mean, house? like apparently, it never happened. Why? Well, how did it not happen? Because in I don't know in in our that's reality, why I don't check the mail because of publishers. In, 
I grew up in the hood, dude. Remember? I was like, "Mama, we made a million dollars." So you remember this, all right? But then if you try to, if you try to, if you try to, you try to look this up, Ed McMahon had nothing to do with it, and like the face. this was, dude. Well, and then, so then they're talking about, well, yeah, it's like CERN is like, you know, whatever they're doing over there, it's tearing holes. Well, that's the whole Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah, the Mandela. That's what that is. The Berenstain Bears. Berenstain. Yeah. That was coming up. And there's, uh... There's what did y'all call it, by the way? Bar- I always called it Berenstein Bears. Is it that's Berenstein? what I said, Berenstein, yeah. yeah. I said the same thing. What does that mean if you say it? What is it? I don't know. I read Arthur. Fuck that. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you another I mean, weird... you be a server the rest of your life if you say Berenstein? One, one of the things... They call it the Mandela effect because supposedly people thought that the Nelson Mandela was dead. They'd actually heard that he died before he actually died. And other people have said, like, you know, like, Kurt Doug- Kirk Douglas was dead. Well, Kirk Douglas is actually still alive. He's, like, 105 or something ridiculous yeah. like that. And But, like, I actually I actually had my own kind of Mandela effect thing. It was, like, the actor Robert Loggia. Do you guys know who he was? Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia. Uh, you ever seen Scarface? Yeah. I've seen the, He's the... He was the first Saturday guy that... Saturday Night Live Robert Lozier. But anyway, what part of it? What, what, who's he in Scarface? Though? He's the uh, he's the first. He's like the boss that Tony Montana kills. Oh, he's yeah. wearing like that like extra special leisure suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with like the yeah, gold like chains. Like yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Frank. So rest in peace. But what? I could remember I like you, hearing on the radio that he died. And then when I heard again that he died, I was like, I thought he was already dead. What? So I have my own just like kind of man tell. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. God, completely Robert random. Loja, why? <laughs> Is anyone but Robert Frank? <laughs> no. But that's the thing about it that's so weird. It's like it's completely random. The Scarface filming. Yeah. That would be a fucking thing. It was, a, it was Pacino, an automaton. Pacino, for their- it was like a crow scenario, right? Al Pacino legitimately <laughs> fucking shot his ass. And then that dude was resurrected from some fucking Crowley magic. There you go. And then Cameo was playing at the fucking sound. So there it is. And on that, I bid y'all farewell. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for coming in and sitting in with us. Um, yeah, tell us where people can find the band again, and uh, we'll play another song. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, when we figure it out, we'll. And when you're playing next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so yeah, we do have an uh, so Future Unlimited. Um, we have an Instagram page. It is uh, Future U N L T D. Um, that's the handle on Instagram. I think we're pretty much most active on that. Falling just came out a couple weeks ago uh, via Tragic Fashion Records. It's an independent um, label based out of L.A. Kind of, kind of doing, I guess, electronic indie kind of uh, all good things. Yeah, some good stuff. Uh, we're, we're we're working on a single right now. Um, kind of just doing production on it, and uh, yeah, and then we're like I said, we're doing a string of singles. Um, but yeah, I guess the the best the best way to keep in contact with all the information is Instagram at this point. Uh, we'll probably refurbish. There, there's a, a Future Unlimited website. I think it's a, a futureunlimited.com. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we will be uh, updating all that stuff like later here in the future. Um, Which is unlimited. Yeah. What's unlimited? The future. The future, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. And and, and, and and hopefully towards the later end of the year, like I said, like I'd like to release a string of digital singles. Um, that's what we plan on doing. And then we might try to do a compilation, kind of a, a LP vinyl release, like later towards the year where you can get some physical copies. But yeah, um, falling streaming on all major platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, was it the uh, Google Play Store? Napster. Napster. Napster um, still exists. LimeWire. LimeWire. In the box of your parents' basement. <laughs> and it's on Edison Roll somewhere. Yeah, it's on 8-Track. Uh, get the exclusive uh, Nashville, East Nashville Hipster 8-Track. It's limited to 48 copies. And we're going to cut um, 17 of those. Are you, are you guys track with, with no tape in it? Are you guys playing anywhere anytime soon? Um... May, is it May? May twenty sixth. I'm gonna pull up the date. Yeah, we'll let's see. We'll double check it. While, while while we're here, we um, know a lot about our own band, don't we? I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to get to the point of. I was gonna talk about music and Fantastic Planet, <sighs> the uh, the seventies French sci fi film. Sounds like a good idea, but I gotta pee real bad. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Fantastic Planet soundtrack, whatever. Check that out. Um. Yeah, yeah the next one... show we we're doing a Demon Night Fest. Uh, it's going to be at Mercy Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can May twenty fifth, six p.m. at Mercy Lounge, Nashville, Tennessee. What are the other bands that we're playing with? Uh, Wingtips. Yeah, we're playing. Yeah, we're, we're going to play with Ass. Don't you that? <laughs> Sorry, me and him, me and this guy have an inside joke about an old crust punk band. You should check them out. They're called Ass, and it's just unlimited jokes for hours. Because your friends hit you up and you're like, where are you? It's like, I'm checking out ass right now. <laughs> and if they don't know about the band, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, yo, do you fuck with ass? I love ass. Oh, Lord. We're not playing with ass, but we're playing with, um... <laughs> <laughs> Relic, Wingtips, Rose Clouds, Panic Priest, and us, Future Unlimited. Yeah, and uh, isn't, that, isn't that, um... That gothy kind of, uh, what is that? that? That female goth singer from Chicago. Isn't she playing Feline? What is it? 1 800 Feline? Yes. Yeah. That I, is not a- to you, miss. That's some like so- SM, like fucking bondage, like 80s. Yeah, so it's like kind of like a synthy, gothy, post punk festival that one of our ta- uh, friends, Taylor Dawson's putting on. And that's in May at Mercy Lounge. May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. Awesome. So we well hopefully we'll we'll try to string some stuff before then, but that's yep. definitely gonna be a good turnout. So And I recommend it. Check these guys out. Um just to close out the show, this is episode two forty eight, I believe. Yeah. Pretty oh, sure. Wow. Yep. So we're coming on closely to episode two fifty, have something great planned with a few guys for a round table. And I think we got friend of yours coming on next time talk about some yeah next next week we'll have a childhood friend of mine jacob johns to talk about a bunch of different native american stuff maybe some spirituality some of his uh experiences he wants to talk about past lives too and some other stuff so that should be pretty pretty cool all right well, yeah. word up 
Excellent. Um, tell everybody where they can find us. Find us on Patreon if they want to donate. Yes, on patreon.com slash conspiranormal. And uh, if you don't want to be a subscriber, but you want to just make a one-time donation, go to conspiranormal.com, and you can do that there. Uh, we got some some patron-only content that we've recorded today, too, so we should have some more of that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back in episode 249 on Conspiranormal. Give me a word up. A word up. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.